0: Breezy's going to pee. Is his pet central to the lazy iPod cast? He's going to pee. I just wanna
1: produce some
0: beats This is the Lazy Eye Podcast This is the Lazy Eye Beats This is the Lazy Eye Podcast This is the Lazy Eye Beats this is the lacy eye beads. The house is the lacy eye beads. Lacy eye Lacy eye beat. thank you
2: okay we're back on the lazy eye podcast a little bit late on etiquette um this is i'm very fucking excited for this one uh we're back on the lazy eye studios it's been this week has been a journey i've had this haircut for like a week now And the baby Jesus has blessed me with some uh, beautiful times. I feel like everything has changed. I've been like, Paris is burning, Paris chaos, Paris France, not Paris Texas, Paris in the streets of London. It's been like, (laughs) it's been an intense journey. And um, it kind of started like a week ago when we also decided that we're gonna do a, this is, we haven't done a one-on-one podcast yet. And like a returning guest from the exactly previous podcast. So this is very exciting. We're back here with Malva. Hello.
0: Who did the (laughs) podcast,
2: the Sharing is Caring uh, podcast. (laughs) uh, One of our best ones yet. And she is back. And this time it's uh, more intimate and uh, personal. And we're going to form a bond. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Oh, my God. If you haven't heard the, the Sharing is Caring one, though, I really... Listen to it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We were going a lot in each other's mouths, but I just felt like all of us was like, we're all of us such a like loud people, and we just want to speak and like, yeah, we we do that. We tend to do that a lot. Like we recently got to know each other, but you probably know that we talk a lot in each other's mouths, and we like you know, it was yeah, all like... those
2: stuff in <laughs> each other's mouths. But yeah, um, different things in the mouth. Diff- yes. <laughs> there's,
1: by the way, sweetie oh. There's music playing in the headphones. Really? Um, yes. There's some. I think from your phone or something. It's like some rock but i i wrote down three like i woke up this morning and i, I was at a, a little birthday party yesterday so it became very late and very much uh bailey's and cheesecake going and i've been going at it a little yeah. bit yeah
2: like you talk about all this corona shit, like you're like in the newsroom
1: but you've been <laughs>
2: like it's been okay for you it's been all right
1: I'm I'm doing my best to not like forget social. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep my you know my friends like it's you know see the moon. you come
2: in here Dude. talk to me about fucking isolation. How dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like a week ago, you and I was in a party together. Yeah, for a friend of ours, and that was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing, but like <laughs> talking
2: about not to throw out like a PSA, but there was like a lot of like saliva exchanges in the middle of a pandemic. There, there
1: were a bit, yeah. Yeah, which is. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 Bears laughing, I, in, the
2: laughing in the background. Yeah. Which, listen, here's the thing. I'd rather get anything that fucking exists than shield myself from yeah. any sort of like. Oh, God, yeah. Fun experience and connection with people. Because I don't know. Also, like, that's how I bonded with people, like in Athens and going out in bars and like all those communities. I don't know. Like, touch and kind of communication and like those things are too important Mm. to me to just like spend two years like a monk
1: like oh god no fuck that yeah i think yeah i think that also like everything like that how limited everything is right now it just makes you like for sure you're not social in the way you used to like you're not seeing as big group of people as you used to but still i think that we're doing the best we can like i think it's really important to keep up your contact and like keep seeing people and like going on dates like keep going to like you know whatever like have threesomes and like wh- whatever you want to do right you shouldn't stop yourself but maybe yeah. maybe you shouldn't like you know invite like 25 of people of course older, yeah no, but... i'm
2: very kind of like also i don't know like the people at that space are all people that anyways interact with each other yeah almost daily in the same spaces it's like a very like microcosm of like it's not eight random people it's like eight people the kind of i don't know blend into the same spaces and do similar stuff mm-hmm. so it's like to me like it doesn't change any like i don't know if i was in a room with 10 people i don't know i might uh, yeah i will feel weird at yeah. this point i think yeah. even yeah. if i try to stop it and be like super cool about it there's a
1: it would be yeah something like you know like even before i think like i'm not like that's i don't know how you are but i'm always like thinking a little bit twice like even before this uh yeah. if I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm, I wish that I was like more you know spontaneous and cool and like I could like go party myself but I can't and like I'm, I'm really much thinking about like okay is am I gonna know someone that's there like that I can talk to like yeah. you know like you're usually you you have to have like a little bit of a security right and yeah. I think that is only getting worse now, like because you're just you're just hanging out with your closest friends, pretty much.
2: I know I've have I've experienced that a lot. Where like generally, I always was. I've I've been very cr- cringe. I think everyone that has ever watched the podcast or listened to it gets what I'm saying. Like I've I wasn't afraid of being a bit cringy at times because i was always like meeting new people and then like when you first meet new people you're just talking shit like trying to fill the other person out and it's always just like awkward sometimes but i feel like lately i've had it to an extent of like now for the first time i'm getting a little bit of social anxiety yeah it's very subtle yeah but i don't have the same communication skills i i could just yeah have for years where I could talk to twenty new people a day. Mm. and
1: Yeah, it exhausts you in a way. and like a much more yeah. way, like because you're not used to it anymore. Like it's exhausts you to just like oh God like i go to school for example like here like it's not even so many people here but you like i'm gonna be like hello yeah. like oh, okay. how you been how are you how are you doing ah. how's that weather <laughs> like whatever your
2: talk i've been oh, so bad at it And it's
1: really hard in our school too because our corridors are extremely long ah, I, they're so long and what i hate storms. about it's just like i don't know some people that you don't really know yeah. but they like hold the door for you which is really nice because when yeah. you go gonna go to the bathroom yeah. you have to go through these doors so if someone's coming behind you of course you hold the door right but but some people it's really really hard and it's really hard situations that i find myself in quite often where they yeah. hold the door but i'm very far away so yeah. i feel like i'm just starting oh, to like, run, run, run out <laughs> and then you don't even know each other so it's like hello like thank you thank you, <laughs> thank you. but, but I know. have you have that happened to you oh yeah i've had all of the like <laughs> weird things where it's like
2: you will like walk past each other and someone says something you yeah. keep walking but you're not sure
1: and what what yet yeah, hi hi yeah, oh, good good yeah like, I, I bet you and i have done that because I've done a we couple have been, of times yeah we've been in this uh in the school two years now we've, together pretty much
2: we've talked like th- the last yeah. two weeks and, and that's The last it. two weeks
1: we got to know each other but before that mm-hmm. i was like i saw you a lot yeah but we just never really got the opportunity to uh take yeah it was always like, or...
0: like a... mm-hmm.
2: hi okay. good so good so oh, yeah. how do you, so studio yeah. fun mm. have fun great what are you yes. what are you working <laughs> oh oh, oh. Well.
1: goodbye hmm. okay
2: bye. <laughs> yeah those i i fucking hate those now i yeah. used <laughs> yeah it used to be easier i feel
1: yeah for sure yeah but, but it's uh my my uh, impression of you like before i met you was definitely that you were just like this like out and about person that you like know everybody and you're just like a little bit like fancy friends with everybody and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you know you like pretty much you know you lived at school this is like your home
2: yeah i have a little of that it, it, well, it's not that true but i think I know it's okay. That is interesting. I think just be I try to make an effort like my the first year here just to like meet people and yeah. like use my social skills from like working for five years in bars and just like try and create a little bit of a because because I, I wanted to feel comfortable enough in this building so I yeah. could so it could be like that. So I kind of in the beginning I almost forced myself to never be like Sitting in a corner like writhing, or just being like ah, yeah, hmm. And just try and be like super Oh, how are you guys today? Like a fucking, I don't yeah. know Like a fucking work here <laughs> How was your experience at the studio today? Okay yeah.
1: Do you want me to give you a little yeah. tour of the school? <laughs> Here's the bathrooms Please The kitchen microwave rec- <laughs> <laughs> But it's, yeah, we've we always been in the in different classes But I know that yeah. I've always got a really good impression
2: Yeah, me too I was yeah. like, oh, this, this girl <laughs> fucking grinds here like everyone else like comes "Hmm, is this cable gonna be good to to record this and then Mava's like i'm here like 10 a.m till 10 (laughs) p.m fucking in the studio what you want bitch (laughs)
1: i'm like (laughs) i have to tell you that that's been me and my roommate's goal like ever since like fucking in the studio and i want to ask you like because last week i fucked in the studio but not in school on the third floor. Oh yeah
2: I know yeah, does does that yeah um no sorry no.
1: Oh, it, it counts
2: as a, super, a it counts like a cool experience. It, it counts f- as a great experience to like fuck on a funk house studio. Beautiful but as far as the the parameters mm. of the danger yeah. it doesn't count because it's his private space mm-hmm. and it's like it's too easy. There's none of the danger.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Because the studios here, like our school studios, they don't have beds So to discount so couches. your experience. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I'm, <laughs> I'm happy about my experience, though. But it was really like, I was like, I decided last minute to spend the night there. And, so I, I, and I went down, like our school building is huge. So I went down in the middle of the night to have my midnight pee. Like, pretty much bare naked. Like, going down, like, you know, hair up like you know just like the fuck you know messy hair shoulder thing like just like you know like sticking out my ass to the school a little bit uh, like lifting uh, my uh, skin like uh." (laughs) but it was pretty scary i really wanted him though to tell me ghost stories about Funkhaus. like that's what was the plan to get really scared and then stay the night but then he didn't know any ghost stories so we just like (laughs)
2: are ghost stories even a thing anymore i don't know
1: i i don't think so because i ask people sometimes because i think it's sort of i really i don't think it's the ghost stories that i want i just enjoy people telling me stories yeah. like i love you know if i have a sleepover like it's just like if someone makes up a story for me it's so cozy Aww. just like i just want them to like you know i don't yeah
2: that's super cute I, yeah. is that like a
1: <laughs>
2: is that like childhood trauma though or is it <laughs> <laughs> feels like it could be i don't wanna
1: It my i don't know where it would i guess my dad used to tell me a lot of stories like we grew up like i grew up with just my dad and like we lived in a countryside and like a little wagon sort of thing and uh and he um we usually had to walk out there and so we it took to walk from where the train stopped to our little you know like not a wagon it this was more like a circus wagon so we he he got he got a circus wagon and he put it in the woods
2: oh my god i love him (laughs) that is that is so
1: great oh yeah oh god i really miss him anyway but we he he put it out in the woods for us and so we had to walk from the train station every day from my kindergarten thing uh out to the circus wagon and it took like about one and a half hours to walk there so he always no, would tell me honey. these stories <laughs> and then it was like he made up he had like followings up on the stories, so i remember it was like about this girl like and this her brother and they were just like pranking people like every day like what are they up to now they were really like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway that really got me through the walks and that's like i like sort of like i spaced out of the time i i was like i always like are we there yet sort of person when i was small but but now it's just like you know so Same, in it yeah. so that i think that's that might i don't i wouldn't call that a trauma no no but, it's actually the opposite it's, of the trauma it's, a, it's an opposite like it's a yeah. good experience and that's i think maybe that's also a little bit weird like you know like after like I like have an intimate like moment I'm like asking the person to tell me a story like that just I'm just thinking about this now, but (laughs) it's a little bit weird, but anyway, it's (laughs) Yeah,
2: but I think it's like endearing. I think it's one of those things like I don't know, there's people that like carry stuff where they kind of like impose it on you. And there's people that have like nice little quirks. Which you don't have to trace back, I think like tracing back things sometimes it's just unnecessary. You can always trace back things you can always do, you You can always do, but I kind (laughs) of, I mean this was fascinating, I I love tracing stuff back. But I also think like we we do it too much to the point that like I love, I love people that have quirky kind of things and characteristics. That you don't have to deconstruct and be oh nah. they do that because uh, I, I i enjoy people that just have those things and i think like that's one of the most like endearing <laughs> things to have yeah. like like tell me a story is i don't know there's, there's some like things that don't exist anymore in people
0: mm-hmm.
2: everyone ca- has kind of like forgotten a very big chunk of communication and ways to kind of i don't know interact. Where whenever I meet people that have anything that is kind of like deeply human, very simple, but no one does, Mm -hmm. it fascinates me. I think it's like super Hmm. interesting. Like, can you think about? Do
1: you have like uh, just right off your mind? Like, it's very interesting. I wouldn't like say if you would ask me this question, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I like when people tell me stories." Like, this is just something you know that's coming up right now. But but just talking about this, like, do you? Would you say that you? Can have something like that? Can you think about something now? They would call, like, a little bit... Let me... Th-
2: I mean, I don't think I have anything that is so, like, habitual and obvious. But, I don't know. I think that there is, like, an aspect of me being very happy that doesn't involve anything that was made in the last 30 years or 40 years. Like, I... Th- I think back to like most of the things I, I do when everything, let's say, is functional and not out of fucking place and time like now. Like, I try, like, I go to places where there's like no Wi Fi. There's only like, I don't know, my favorite cafe is a little hole where it's a smoking cafe. Like, they have signs. Smoking is allowed here 24 <laughs> 7. There's pap- like German papers yeah little tables beer two 70 year old bartenders that look like kith R- richards and the other one looks like simon like simon and carfunkel kind of <laughs> mix yeah and they just have bartenders there there's nothing like there's ev- i think they have like one computer that plays music that is not even visible yeah plays like they play like anything the radio.
1: maybe they play the radio <laughs> no they
2: play like playlist but it's like anything from the 30s like jazz and weird folk stuff yeah to super cool indie stuff from mm-hmm, the i don't know mm-hmm. 70s and 90s but mm. that space to me is like one of the most essential things i've ever like right. i go there every two or three days
0: Oh,
1: nice is it close to your house
2: yeah it's like a couple of blocks away yeah and i only go with like a pen and a bunch of papers and like notebooks and stuff yeah and i just have a coffee and then i have three or four beers and then i just don't engage with anything mm. other than i don't know
0: yeah that? that's
1: amazing you don't even bring like headphones or no, no, no. anything like that
2: nothing electronic it's only like paper and really pen. really nice
1: yeah but i can really enjoy those moments like zoning out uh, i think yeah. it's really important like what i come to realize like lately like also being in the studio for me, like I get really, really easily distracted. So what I do is like I turn my phone off, but uh, like, because also people are going to text you like which studio are you in? And then you just like, I'm here. And then people just like come and say hello, like, which is super like, I'm not like, it's super nice. Obviously people want to come say hello to me. Like, yeah. I'm very happy about that, happy but that at the that. same time, it's like my flow, like being by myself, like, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, just like uh, never apologize for
0: but the lazy <laughs> podcast, honey. This is what we do
1: here. <laughs> yeah, burp in the microphones. No, but like uh, getting like in the flow, but also like electronic things overall. Like it doesn't have to be being in the studio, but I also feel like my flow uh, overall can like get fucked very easily from 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 electronic stuff. Like just an example is like for me, if I wake up in the morning. And i'm gonna have a really productive day i'm gonna do this and that and i'm gonna make a song or like do meet this person like i cannot start the day watching a series. i cannot watch an episode while eating breakfast because that's fucking up my day in a way because that makes me it's I know. sort of like it sort of makes me think back to the time i like i was a stoner back in the day yeah. i'm not anymore but but i used to smoke a lot of weed like it's sort of the same feeling as like wake and bake but it, it, it's just like, you know, like, it's just like, it's gone. It has a trace in the whole day.
2: Right. Yeah. You don't think much of it until you kind of realize in retrospect, the effect that it has. Yeah. I have the same thing. I'm not very good at practicing. Uh, I don't know. What do you call it? like a uh, celibacy? From the... <laughs> so
1: funny. I thought you were going to say like practicing the violin. The
2: violin. <laughs> I was like, what? what? <laughs> um yeah I'm not very good at it like every morning because it takes me such a fucking long time to wake up. I always yeah. like watch something and it always fucks up my like mm. thought process and yeah, kind like, of like slow
1: brain deads yourself out a little bit, yeah, or something I don't know, which makes me think about I don't know though if you like smoke or anything like but but here like that's also actually a point that I wrote down. Uh, i can read the point and then we can read keep the point talking. please yeah, yeah, yeah it's actually quite is funny about I... stoners
2: <laughs> yeah. oh yes i'm so excited about oh this oh my god okay. yeah
1: <laughs> okay this is the point what i yeah. wrote down this morning being like probably waking up a little bit drunk honestly anyway hmm. stoner man culture what are they doing with their life zombie army my experience <laughs> just talks nothing ever happened <laughs> oh now this is a swedish quote which means um, a lot of talk nothing like you know nothing actually happening pretty
0: much okay
1: and what i want to get with that is just like yeah for sure like we can still get that in the mornings like and also with the but us probably like not being stoners but but i've we have a lot of stoners in the school for example and it is just like something that that we me and my roommate talking a lot about like lately it's just like how all of them are um sort of like part of a zombie army like i wrote down like they're just like there's a a, like a personality a thing yeah a very strong personality thing that you just like as soon as you become a stoner everyone gets this and that's why everyone in my eyes becomes the same because you get lazy and you say things oh that's so cool and but you never really do them like I'm i don't know s- if s- I'm, so I'm very harsh i'm so ready for this <laughs> i'm ready to fucking pop
2: okay everybody um welcome back to the lazy eye podcast um we took a break we recorded some stuff in the beginning i don't know what the order is gonna be because we got into a um about we got into school. a rant about school it's been an intense <laughs> time i'm 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 trying shit out i'm dressed like i'm dressed like i could be at an office or like a greek restaurant i'm
1: very curious what you have underneath that's, that's uh, that that popped up yeah this is this
2: is my interpretation of my outfit is if i worked in an office but then they dragged me into hr uh-huh. because i did this
1: Oh my god i love that that's amazing
2: i think this is my mom's top i stole (laughs) it from athens i went into her wardrobe and just stole it and brought it to berlin we're back we're be we've been a little bit cray cray this uh week at the lazy eye i don't know i mean you like you live the lifestyle in berlin a little bit more than i do i feel like it's been like a very recent renaissance in my social life in berlin and it kind of started last week Sunday was like Beatrice's birthday yeah. and we were at the party together yeah, which was a her. it was a really fun experience for me it was like <laughs> I hadn't had so much kind of like easy social fun in a while yeah and then so basically we like I, we went to Emma's place at like 2 p.m you woke up with Bea and did like mimosas and pancakes
1: <laughs> I made it yeah <laughs> I got her like my my goal was to get her very much shit because then the thing was that we we're gonna surprise her so yes. so like paris uh, like already you were and with a couple other friends you were at emma's house yes. and you were preparing like balloons and and cake and stuff like that so my only goal was to get the uh really really drunk <laughs> <laughs> uh, which i did i mm-hmm. succeeded but mm-hmm. the thing was that i didn't think about that i like for because i blindfolded her because i d- i didn't want her to know where we we're going right that was, it was so good be a by the way but what i didn't think about was that if you're gonna bring a blindfolded person you should probably be pretty sober yourself <laughs> which i didn't think about and so yeah. i just i sort of like i brought her over but but i was also in a state that i was not able to fulfill it like she how was how long like, was she bl- blindfolded for she was blindfolded for probably like an hour what Yeah, because we took the wrong way and then I took a detour because I didn't want her to understand. Because from our house to Emma's house, it's just a bus and she knows the bus, like uh so we took a detour you and she started ass. to she's had to pee like five times during the whole thing and she just like she she was like Mama, like i'm blindfolded i don't even care where i pee like she just like peed in the streets right and she also like as soon as she gets vodka drunk she want to touch my panani real bad so she started like you know harassing me like in the street like you know trying to finger me and like i'm just like honey like <laughs> this is not the time but (laughs) but it was really funny Um, and screaming and shouting and dancing and that's very interesting like what a
2: blindfolded person would do yeah because it's it's isn't it weird that it's exactly the same but at the same time not at all like you would do shit like, you not seeing them makes them not exist a little bit yeah, in your brain, which sure. is a very interesting thing. I love that. It
1: is, and we talked about that, like, starting to do that for all of our friends' birthday, like, from here on now. I love Because she it. thought it was such a good experience to, like, bring people somewhere. It doesn't even have to be somewhere fancy. Like, we can just, like, you know, bring people wherever and, and just experience of, like, getting blindfolded. I know that she also really likes that. And then... It was just like you know she was like really going crazy in the streets and like the girl you know in the bus she was like screaming at us and bia was screaming she didn't like even care like she didn't even hear she just like was dancing with the music like screaming like i was afraid she's gonna puke because she was on the bus blindfolded with headphones oh like God. i think that i would puke
2: that is like sensory deprivation <laughs> to a level that i don't think i've ever experienced like blasting music no eyesight
1: yeah in the bus also you know the buses in berlin they go like you know like fucking very insane. swirly yeah. like here and there there and here like they stop really like you know like i, I felt like i was gonna uh, puke cuz. Uh, <laughs> but did you have a good time at the party oh it was fucking yeah like, wasn't it that the first time we actually partied together oh
2: yeah like that was the first time we properly hang out after yeah. the doing the podcast yeah and hanging out that night a little bit that was like the first time that i got to like Properly hang out with you guys, and it was so so much fun So much like ridiculous amount of fun. Like I felt <laughs> super comfortable and super oh, just yeah. which doesn't happen a lot I mean, I'm I'm easily comfortable in social situations like yeah, I don't I have a, that but at the same time I think I yeah, I think I pulled every like every level of familiarity with you in one day Mm -hmm. like it was like that that's the like 90% of it was in one day which it was super fun yeah with people that you're not that familiar with but at the same time you feel really familiar with yeah it was it was a lot of fun
1: but some people you just like sort of get to know right away and you're just like right away comfortable and you're like right away like you know you feel like you know really relax in their presence and you talk about you just blur everything out about yourself and another person i think that a lot of relationship doesn't go that way mm. and for me it's very speaking when a relationship goes that way like i, agree, I have yeah. a friend that then she sometimes when she's hung she's like a little bit like she's tripping out about that oh my god like that we guys get to know each other too fast like we got because we got so close so fast yeah but I'm always telling her like no honey like don't worry about it because like I think that the relationship that will last and that's actually meant to be is the relationship that just sort of happens and you're yeah. just like standing there like how did this even happen but now I'm just like you know like naked in front of this person I don't even care like exactly
2: can... yeah I th- I think it doesn't mean that there's no more room to get to know each other I think it just means that instead of going from A to like I don't know half the alphabet, like from A to K in one year, and then from K to Z in another year. You just go straight to Y, and then the last kind of ten percent can last ten years. But you just go through this initial thing that to, I don't. Know, to me, it's like very boring at this point. Getting to meet people in a way that's like super slow and building.
1: I, yeah,
2: I don't. Know, I feel like I'm at this point where it's like. Here's 90% of me, does this work or not?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of
2: like it just because I think we've, I don't have a lot of patience, which might be a bad thing, but I don't have that much patience to just assume that this thing that doesn't have a lot of chemistry will work out in six months because of familiarity. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be like that
1: no for sure do you want me to open your beer by the way
2: oh i think i still have uh oh, nice. my second nice. thanks honey
1: course, but i definitely agree with you i think that it's really something that i've been trying out lately like whenever i get to know new people uh, i just sort of um i'm very explicit like as you probably know and like you yeah. know i talk very openly about my experiences and stuff like that and that's sort of what i always I don't hide that side of myself anymore, which I might used to do in the past. Me too. But but what I'm trying out is just to be like, right away, just like talk about you know, it it can be simple things. It's just like a poop experience or like you know, just like even. You know, uh and a group sex experience or whatever yes. and then you can sort of try that person out a little bit that
2: is my favorite thing in like on earth to yeah. just go to someone that you've never talked to before and tell them like three straight stories and one is like a cross-dressing and wearing makeup story the other one is a diarrhea story and the other one is like a group yeah. sex story you're <laughs> like okay this is the extent of me, like, how do you react to this? Yeah. It's, to me, it's like a very interesting, like, oversharing, not to prove a point, just because this is what I have to offer.
1: Yeah. This is, is who I am. Yeah.
2: This, this is me,
1: you guys. <laughs> this is my. This but is my. I, I thought it was really, really cool to like, because we did the last podcast yeah. uh, with you um, sharing is caring, that one. And we just, uh, we sort of, I listened back to it and it was, one point where I was talking about diarrhea, one point where I was talking about how much I like anal, like one <laughs> point where I was talking about, you know, all of these things where I'm just like, like listening back to it, I'm just like, oh my God, this is actually on Spotify. But also another part of me thinking that it's like really beautiful that I don't even know you. Like, here we are, three girls, yeah. like coming in to your podcast, and we're just like, like we're going at it.
2: It was lovely. So it was, it was lovely because I also, I mean, it's not like, I mean, the people who listen to the podcast are a very sele- like a select group of kind of like people that know that shit anyway. Like it's not like we don't have reach. It's just like, I don't know, some of my friends from Greece, some of our friends from Berlin, and then a couple of other people. Like that's, yeah. the, that's the demographic. So I think it's really nice. I think it creates like, an, uh, to me, it's like endearing when people show up and talk about any experience that most people would talk about with shame mm-hmm. but they talk about it like they went to the speakeasy to get a beer to me like that's also like a little bit inspirational not to get like to you know what i mean it's yeah, cuz can... so many people struggle with their identity and their preferences and what they go through generally that those conversations will only happen with someone very intimate very late at night drunk and just like yes i did that where I think normalizing it is very important as well. Just talking about I don't know, digs, panani's bad experiences, good experiences, yeah. diarrhea. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's like
2: I, all those things. Just to me, like they're. I'd rather talk about that than anything else and pretend for an hour like this is interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. of course. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's it's very interesting actually. It is. And and I I do th- I feel like sometimes with me and my friends like i can think like oh god like are we too like hung up on like dates like fucking like be-? but then it makes me think about the oh right like we're living in a very like that's what we got right now like yeah. that's what makes it like fun and like a very uh, a thing that happened to me last week which made me think about when you get kicked like um adrenaline kicks Mm -hmm. which you don't really have so much of right now yeah and there was just like a dude with hair that was cute hair i didn't even see his hair (laughs) it was a dude with the hair i didn't even see his face i like i just was like that's cute hair and like i was in the studio he was walking past and i thought for some reason that he would come and knock on my studio door and anyway like it was like nine thirty, and school yeah, closes classic. here at ten. So the the people working in the school they usually come around nine thirty, and yeah, they knock yeah. on the door and they say like, "Hello, it's time to pack up, like you know, go home." Uh, come on, and bitch! Anyway- we have a house <laughs> to go as well. Yeah, we have a home as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish. <laughs> no, but he he just uh, a, a dude working uh, working in the school. He just came and he knocked on the door, and it gave me the worst adrenaline kick or the best i don't even know
0: yeah
1: uh because i thought it was this dude with the hair
0: yeah
1: which it was not but that just made me think about shit. like we don't really have so many experiences with adrenaline kicks these days so like the little things like i just like I, i remember like i felt like i was like shaking a little bit like the blood was pumping like a little bit harder and i was just fuck i miss this like i really like can you when did you the last time paris like when did you have an adrenaline kick yeah it
2: was so i had a a little bit on sunday just because i didn't tell me
1: about that we haven't talked about that but i know that you were on an adventure a little bit
2: yeah so oh that was monday so sunday we're together i had a little bit of an adrenaline kick on sunday just because i hadn't been in such a free and easy environment for a very long time so it was kind of like this oh I feel super comfortable but there's a little bit of like um these like it's new people but I feel like super comfortable it was like a nice adrenaline of like this this is nice again like after a long ass time Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: then on Monday so that was like a 13 hour (laughs) little like day party whatever like I think it was 2 p.m we were there I think we left at like probably 2 a.m from like emma's place yeah oh yeah like 12 mm. hours so it was like yeah 12 hours so then <laughs> we go back home i have to wake up at 9 because i have a class
1: at sunday
2: monday Oh, so that monday. was sunday night
1: oh right then we parted on sunday yeah we parted on sunday oh, God.
2: so then i went home <laughs> at like two thirty. i slept at four woke up at nine after five hours Super hangover because we're drinking for fucking
1: vodka. ever. Vodka,
2: vodka Uh I think I had mostly <laughs> beer and rum. Oh, you did. Thank God Sabrin brought rum because vodka fucks me up. Like vodka, I get like I'll get like a slutty lower back tattoo on vodka. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I
1: mean, yeah. I'll
2: get it sober as well. but... <laughs> vodka is,
1: but the uh, vodka is sort of like the you get the blackout drawing so you're just like yeah. what did i what did i do um yeah honestly like there's one experience like during that night on when we were celebrating our friend on sunday yeah there was one experience in the end of the night that i don't know if i told you about but um that's pretty scary but I'm not sure like what happened because of the vodka. So like I sort of blacked out a little bit. But me and Bia were going home together. It's my roommate. We're gonna go take the bus, and we for some reason we lost each other in the street, right? And like I'm not. We like we tried thinking about it. We're like, why did we? Why didn't we like stick together? But anyway, so I was apparently out in the street by myself. I don't remember this at all. And all of a sudden I no emma and sabrin they come on a on a lime they're like you know coming to get me and then but my instinct they worked because i texted be a help i was like this dude like he wasn't like so this dude didn't like let me go so i couldn't go anywhere because he kept holding me back and trying what? to push his face against mine yes it's very horrible but anyway Baby. but they came and they they took me home so that was amazing but anyway that's that's also the back side of the yeah. yeah i
2: mean of
1: the vodka drinks like you i
2: remember how you left it was intense
1: yeah we were pretty drunk
2: yeah like mm-hmm. i think our last interaction at that party was like super weird was it yeah what was that so because at that party i was wearing your dress uh-huh. and you were wearing my clothes yeah, so we, we like switched. we switched clothes which is beautiful <laughs> um,
0: you
1: looked so cute in my dress though In the you. pictures i'm just like mm, oh yeah but... i
2: think that's gonna be the cover of this episode by yes. the way i think i think it's it. my clothes
1: me in yes. paris is...
2: yeah. it was beautiful <laughs> but so what happened is like 20 minutes before you left you were Um, Like we were talking It was amazing Like we were talking about Doing this podcast And we are talking about stuff And then like You have that thing That I've experienced with vodka Which is the switch Oh yeah Which you go from good To not not good at all Uh huh Uh huh And The funniest thing is Like before you left You were trying to like Get your clothes back And me my clothes But you weren't in a space Where you could understand What's going on Uh So you thought I was wearing Your tights as well but you were wearing your tights. So you were trying to get your tights back from me. And I was trying to explain, honey, these are my tights. We're wearing the same tights. You're wearing yours. Uh So this is your dress. And so you were like, no, no, you have, so like you were trying to, and I'm like, no baby, these are like mine. Then you realized it, and so, but you got your dress and you left without wearing it. So it was like you and Bea and you were leaving and you were just wearing tights and underwear and you just left. I'm like, baby, you're going to freeze to death and you're also going to be nude oh my going God. home. And I'm yeah. like, fuck. But like listening to the flip side of that is yeah. fucking scary. It's
1: very scary. And it's like, I mean, like stuff like that has happened to me before. But what scares me and what's like disgusts me too, a little bit like it's hard to not take it on yourself, I I guess. But it's we're just like... S- sort of sad in a way but like, it is. but getting yourself that fucking drunk so that you can't remember and then you experience something uh, like super unpleasant i don't know i just remember the morning but i was like today we're gonna get drunk and i was just like fuck yeah like it's your birthday like and then like that thing happens in the night where i'm just like but i'm just glad that my somehow like Something's working back there, so that I'm yeah. texting my friends, like, help, I'm here, come get me,
2: you Yeah. know? Like it's... There's definitely, like, I think at that moment, there's, like, um, I think when fear kicks in, however drunk you are, even if you don't remember, there's, like, this survival instinct kicking in of, like, yeah. I need to make sure that I get out of this.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: But I understand what you're saying, which is, like... It's it's such a weird thing that you keep yourself accountable only because we live in a society where you cannot be fully safe. Mm. So it's it's kind of like you you kind of like are mad at yourself for getting yourself at that point, but the reality is you're you should be mad at the society we live in that you cannot have a day where at the end of it you you're just not there anymore. Yeah.
1: You can just go out and be safe. For sure. Yeah.
2: It's it's fucking disturbing. And, and
1: but we don't we don't have to talk about it's also like pretty like a downer. I don't know. I know. Like I think that but overall though, like yeah, vodka drinks are like do have you have you usually had vodka drinks in yeah. the past? Like do you have memories of something that for me, like I've done my craziest shit on the vodka drinks.
2: Yeah, I've never been vodka drunk after two experiences where like i i don't i just don't have vodka in my yeah, life because uh-huh. of those like but i was like 15. yeah like i started with vodka it fucked me up so now just the taste brings me back like i can't have vodka
1: but how can you taste for me i can't really even taste the difference between liquor and liquor like i'm just like is it vodka is a drum like i can't really but you used to work in a bar right yeah I so can't, yeah. what i've heard about people working in bars is that you drink a lot when you're working oh yeah oh yeah it's like that oh
2: yeah the the the, pro, the most alcohol i've consumed was also at the same time i had to be the most responsible version of myself but like the most um, like the biggest amount of alcohol i've consumed is probably during nights where i like no honey you can burp
0: you can <laughs> this is a pre burp zone
2: um, <laughs> yeah but that's the thing it's like the drunkest i've ever been as far mm-hmm. as not as far as emotionally but like physically like quantity was probably during a night where i was working for like 11 hours and turned out hundreds of dr- like hundreds of drinks uh, but yeah. you drink a lot because just because yeah. you have access to it
1: yeah of course but is it that thing where I don't know, I never worked as a bartender, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, I have so many questions for you, but like, is it that thing where like, you like, like in the movies, right, you see some pretty person and you're just like, let's have a shot together, it's on me, or like, you like actually that. actually is
2: a little bit, is, sadly, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was People never- People
1: hitting on you a lot?
2: Not on me, other bartenders, yeah, I was what? a little- Why yeah, because you? I... you're so cute yeah i i mean (laughs) mean, like thank you no but also like back then i was like i was very young and i looked it like i started working like in bars when i was 17 Mm. so it's like from 17 to 20 i looked like a kid
0: yeah like
2: to be fair there's a couple like i've had experiences just working in bars where it's just so much easier at a certain point Mm -hmm. it happened like just before i left for berlin like the last year and a half where i was working in greece yeah like it it starts like once you feel also like comfortable and you exert yeah yeah. it's it's easy because you have so much control and there also the reality is that if a girl is at the bar and there's like assholes hitting on her and you are a kind of like stable presence that can also kind of help facilitate a, spa- a safer space there is a little bit of a, of a dynamic there mm-hmm. but it's not like I ever got super like late because of it like three or four times <laughs> in three years like it oh. it wasn't a thing for me but
0: yeah
2: but yeah like especially with the shots and but in Greece everyone buys shots to everyone like shots in Greece are more vital to the economy than euros
1: i should like <laughs> i i don't like i want to ask you how much a shot it because i know like a shot in sweden at the club yeah it's probably if i'm gonna trans because we have yeah, yeah. krono like it's we don't yeah. have euros but uh, if i transfer it to euros i think it's gonna be a shot in the club 11 euros 12. <gasps> like what? 11 12 euros yeah for a shot like four centiliters okay
2: in berlin it, it's cheaper than athens actually
1: it is. Really. Athens,
2: like, drink is between six and eight euros, and shot is between 250 and three, four euros. In Berlin. Oh, God. Goodbye, light. It's fine. <laughs> um, Yeah, in Berlin, I think it's even cheaper than that. But yeah. Yeah, no, that is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's really ridiculous. But no one, like, i I like, no one that I know of goes to the clubs, like, the real clubs. There are really good underground parties in Stockholm. Yeah. But the real clubs like the ones that like you know they're there like the bars they're just there and no one that i know go to those places anymore because it got so expensive like you have to pay like i know, wouldn't even 50 I wouldn't euros either. to get in and then a beer is seven or even more what? and you have to like pay to go to the bathroom like you have to pay for everything so like you end up with and then maybe you want to do like something funny like i don't know like you end up with a night <laughs> like i don't know like 200 euros night yeah and it's like Holy i feel like shit. the only people that does that fucking rich asses is...
2: yeah no that's the fun thing about berlin and athens like because there's such a strong bar culture you can just go out with 15 euros and have yeah. a great night
1: like in berlin yeah but it, but you're from athens like originally
2: yeah like Ath- athens like center of the city my mom had a bar from when I was nine, oh, yeah. my dad had a restaurant before I was even born, so I kind of grew up around adults and bars and restaurants and
0: yeah. yeah it was
2: it was it was it was a little fun
1: yeah nice
2: um okay, I want to get into.
1: Yeah, I wanna I want to ask you if you had any if you prepared anything because I know that I talked about Stoner Man, which I wanted to talk about, but I also have yeah. a couple of other things that are Okay, down. I wanna to
2: touch on the Stoner Man again because last time we got into a school <laughs> thing. Yeah. Here's my issue with with stoners generally. It's like I've I I am pro anyone that wants to use any substance yeah. for their benefit or their enjoyment. I'm like a hundred percent with you. My issue is I hate hanging out with people like I don't mind drunk or high people to any extent except stoners just because they're the opposite of my energy Mm -hmm. like and I get it because if I smoke weed and we're hanging out I might be with like one of my favorite people my dream girl or my dream guy or whatever it is and if I smoke a little bit of weed I want them to disappear and i want to just get in bed and watch silly stuff i yeah. get it like to me it's like the most isolated substance ever yeah. but i hate hanging out with stoners when i'm like not oh even when God, i'm stoned yeah. but especially if i'm not stoned i'm like you got like okay let's do something no dude let's just like let's like, just, can we chill. just chill can bro, we just like bit. chill
1: <laughs> no i know i know what you're talking about though because it's like as soon as you get to know someone and they're like you want to just like smoke and And then it's just like like, honestly it's like it's so fucking boring like we could do like a fucking banger right now like we could do whatever have you watched
2: rick and morty (laughs) it's so fucking good the only
1: extent where i can see myself hanging out with the stoner is like a hookup, like a late night hookup for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah Like, I don't really care if I go home to a person late at night and, and, goes, and, yeah. and like it's a Tinder, like, I don't even know, like, it could be, uh, and they are just like smoking a joint. I don't care. But if it's a I, I've, what I've re- uh, realized recently is that I cannot have close friends that stoners. Yeah. Like, I can't. Like, I've, all my like really stoner friends that I've had in the past. Sort of just like drifted away
2: yeah i I, th- I i relate to that it's like not on my own time like yeah. if it's like a night where like we're doing i don't know if like it's under some pretenses i can enjoy it but it's like if it's in my daily thing i feel oh i just lost three hours yeah. getting out three sentences like i don't want to do this
1: yeah of course and i just feel like there's like all of them that you meet it's like something that my dad always told me that he was like because he was like anti-drugs which i like and yeah. which i was always like dad you're sneeing, like you're not you're not making sense but i actually come to the realization that he was right and the thing that he said was just like as soon mama as you start smoking weed you put a pause on your life so you're not gonna grow in your head until you stop yeah. So, you're going to stay which, like, you're going to stay the age that you were when you stopped, when you started smoking. Uh, and you're not going to, when you like, you're going to stay that age. That's just what he said. And I, I think that is honestly honestly very close to true he i think that he's right yeah 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 (laughs) daddy you're right yeah
2: i mean i started smoking weed when i was like 15 Mm -hmm. but it was never my thing like no i did it a little bit when i was 15 and 16 because it was like rebellion and whatever new thing but there was never a time in my life where that was my shit no i never went well with me except like a couple of summers where you're like at a beach in greece and on an island sure. and you like of
1: special times this yes.
2: yeah where it's amazing but in my daily life it only causes me wanting to avoid everything and like it's never yeah. fun it's never
1: fun no For absolutely me. i i totally agree with you it never it like really resonated with me either i had a yeah. i had an ex-girlfriend though like we met in berlin super fun like we had a good time here we just had beers and we worked and stuff and then she asked me mother and uh, now i've been in berlin for you for a year do you want to come to barcelona like for me and i i just sort of came with her and we lived there and like all of the friends that we made there was already her friends yeah and everybody smoking and stuff like that anyway like we started smoking a lot like like, everything that I can remember from my, like, year in Barcelona, it was just, like, in our bedroom, eating chips, like, cooking food, like, having the heat, because the heater is in Barcelona. In fact, like, the windows, like, are cracked, and the, the in the winter, you Athens. know, like... Oh, my I God. It's so, like, the winter is really short, but it's very fucking cold, like...
2: I appreciate that a lot, because I love when, like, people that come like from really cold countries understand the struggle of in the south of europe it's colder than in the north because the houses are colder than the outside and cold just becomes your reality we're here i'd rather have like minus 10 degrees outside but my room is boiling hot than five degrees outside Mm -hmm. and eight degrees (laughs) in my house
1: yeah yeah and i remember in this, in this apartment that we were renting at the time Uh, We had one heater that was portable, like so it's not in the in the wall or anything but the thing that we did was that okay we're gonna go to the kitchen now we we're such a stoners back then oh my god but then we're gonna go to the kitchen the we're gonna make food <laughs> and then we took the heater yes. like a little dog like we had the strap yes. and we're like dragging it after us like and then the heater was there so we had just just a Oh my god i know but anyway like that part of my life like looking back anyway i like i still love this girl like she's amazing and we're still really good friends. But just that year of my life in barcelona i feel like that was the worst (laughs) probably year of my life honestly
2: that's that i think that's the the thing that the problem i have with weed is that if you spend one year in barcelona and it's not amazing and it's because you're smoking weed every day like fuck weed then yeah I mean, I I don't know. I get how, like, important it can be for some people they are actually, like, battling with some stuff. Yeah. But this kind of, like, stoner mentality about everything in life, get over it. Yeah. Like, if your entire culture is around not doing shit yeah. and how cool it is to not do shit, I, I don't, I cannot relate. I'm sorry. Like, it, to me, it's just, like, a waste of yeah a waste of potential like so many cool people that i know that just don't do shit because i'd rather just like just like
1: i wrote down the swedish uh, expression like you know but it means just like talking a lot (laughs) nothing going on it's talking a lot not saying anything yeah talking a lot not doing any fucking shit like that's what i feel like oh my god your music's so great like do you to, like call that but uh like someday and then i'm just like yeah okay, yeah, how, sure, about, uh, okay how, how about okay how about wednesday to, yeah. sunday like for me like i can wednesday sunday like what what time's great for you i know
2: and then i never like
1: i don't even know like maybe <laughs> yeah maybe uh let's just see and it's never gonna happen so there's just like a lot of talking a very little shit happening are you going to pee, sweetie? Yes,
2: I'm going to pee. Short <laughs> break. Everyone <laughs> I can realized see that. It. Yes, getting just ready. nervousness and can... movement. Okay. No,
1: where are you heading with this? I'm very. So where I'm
2: heading with. Okay, so that was, we told the story of that day very loosely because the details are. You can get the details at, uh, by emailing us at the lazyeyeheadquarters at gmail dot com and we will give you some saucy uh, information about that uh, day, which was very fun. But you don't get it on the podcast that's less, that's the only fans yeah. account that we're gonna set up with some <laughs> some of the pictures and some of the content um, okay, so I wake up for the class super hangover, and the only thing I have to do that day is that class and go to the Greek restaurant where i I live my white trash uh greek dream of being a fucking immigrant and working at a greek restaurant it's very sad sometimes um i think i've told a couple of stories on this podcast if i haven't i will at some point go deeper into that fucking rabbit hole <laughs> it's it's maybe
1: you should do a one-on-one sometime
2: a one-on-one with myself <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah I, th- I might do like a, a 45 minute podcast where i uh I just talk about the sadness that is being Greek in Berlin and working in a Greek restaurant with fucking hillbillies. But that's for another uh, episode. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the class and I'm going to go to the restaurant to get a check. And that's my day. And then I can be, I can recover through that day. I have nothing to do. So as I'm, um, I finish the class, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the restaurant around like six. And a really good friend of mine lives right above that restaurant in that building. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to text her just because I I will see her for like half an hour and then go home and Mm -hmm. fucking pass out. So I go to her place after the restaurant. And she's with her girlfriend from Athens, who has come here for like a month. And another guy that I've met before who's like a hairdresser, cool guy. kind of he fucks a lot. And... uh, just hangs out there. I guess some get a bit <laughs> triggered sometimes, but it's fine. Um, so I'm there, and they've ordered some drugs, and I'm like, I'm not gonna take part in this. I'm already too fucked up. I'm gonna have a beer with you guys and go. Then another guy comes in who apparently is also her dresser, and he owns like a bar in Athens. Everyone knows the bar that my mom owned in Athens. So we start this conversation about Athens and bars and we have like so many mutual friends that we just start telling stories so then the drugs arrive we go and get like 15 beers so all of a sudden like I'm, I was supposed to be there for like half an hour and now we have like 10 beers in front of us drugs that i'm not gonna specify because my mom may listen to this no like (laughs) no there was like there was some coke there in like an open tray and it was like a very like whoever wants to partake the the dust yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, go on my bike to get more after the.
2: oh yes and you can almost like fully have we can share that if you don't mind Yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah so i'm like all of a sudden after like that fucking like i love that you have that how do you call it Schn- schnoos. Huh? Schnoos.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> i think i should try it at some point because i haven't i don't think i'm gonna do it now non-scandinavian people tell me it's disgusting
1: yeah <laughs> people sc- usually say that but this one is not even swedish it just says on the thing like it says born in sweden but not really from but grad so in like, different don't trust places this shit honestly. I, I, okay it, yeah anyway if you were saying anyway
2: so all of a sudden like i'm in this situation and I w- i'm already so hangover and so tired but it's you know like once you're you, you
1: were going i have to give you like that you're going really strong so because we i know the day what that we had the day before yeah and i know how i felt like waking up yeah
2: and also i never had a nap you all had power naps you all had like yeah. we were like me and galette were just like drinking and like staying awake through the whole thing like just 13 <laughs> hours of mayhem so anyway so now i'm there and all of a sudden like i don't know it goes like a like 9 p.m like i was there from like 6 30 or something and like we're high we're drunk we're getting even drunker and at this point i'm like super fucked up and i get a message on field
1: and i'm I like love field.
2: i haven't been on field in like Two or three weeks. But
1: well, we saw you on field, though. I saw Do you, you know on that? field as well. Yeah, because I, we have it all an account together.
2: I know. I liked you guys and you didn't <laughs> like me back. <laughs> I'm
1: not... I, I would love to like you back. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: you didn't like me back. And I was like... I wasn't expecting you to like me back. Literally. But I was expecting, like, the fun... Hey! Yeah. You know? Like, the fun interaction yeah. of, like... J- just some jokes. But it never... Anyway...
1: I I would have liked you back anyway. Okay, I appreciate (laughs) that. I didn't know that we did though. I thought that we did.
2: Who was controlling that field account? I think
1: Emma's controlling. Okay, I'm gonna talk to her. I'm just their partner, so they're in charge of the likings. But like it just (laughs) says on our field account that Emma and bia are having the profile, and I'm just their partner on the side, the sidekick,
2: the sidekick, (laughs) Robin. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, that's okay well, okay oh, yeah okay so i get like a message on field
1: yeah
2: and i haven't used it in a couple of weeks and i'm like what's So it's this girl that i liked three weeks ago we matched i texted her and she never replied back which was very expected because she was way like She's extremely hot she extre- sent me a picture yeah like oh Beatri- my God. beatrice like saw her profile i'll show you like her <laughs> profile and like had an orgasm in the stairs and yeah, just and went that to the studio me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like like It, like, it stuck out to me, like, this is, this was probably, like, a mistake, like, like, this, it didn't add up, and she starts texting me, and I'm like, what is happening? So I'm like, oh fucking high and drunk after a Sunday that was intense as well, and so we start texting and flirting, and within half an hour, she sends me her address and, like, info, and she's like, if you wanna come over, come over, and I'm like, okay, this might be a one-time like opportunity yeah. <laughs> so i kind of have to take advantage and she lives in chunavida
1: where we live which is fucking crazy crazy
2: yeah. but for like non-berlin people i was in kreuzberg she's in china that's like nine kilometers like it's
1: pretty far
2: it's pretty far yeah. like it takes a lot of motivation yeah and so anyway so i kind of decided to do it it's like it's 11 30 now i'm fucked up I was already fucked up and now like I'm going to Shunavida, taking the S-Pan and like I fucking get there but like one train is like cancelled so it takes me fucking 45 minutes to get there so Mm -hmm. I get there and it's like the the entrance looks like a crack den and I'm like okay one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen send me her address in 30 minutes they're probably gonna it's probably gonna be five guys they're gonna either rape me or get my organs and sell them yeah. like i'm starting to get like bad bi- bi- vibes out of it like <laughs> this guess. is this... oh god yeah,
1: yeah I, I can see that
2: yeah it's not very believable believable yeah. in my experience that this is like just a hot girl that's like yeah come over <laughs> so anyway i i ring the bell i go upstairs and it's her and it's literally like probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life wearing like a silk short nightgown and I go into her room and she has like three monitors like three computer monitors and like a setup I'm like oh that's cool and she's like oh I'm a project manager where I deal with like 25 web developers for Mm -hmm. gaming companies and I have to kind of like direct their entire schedule and and i'm like holy fucking shit like it's not real
0: yeah Fuck. yeah
2: it's like i have nothing to offer here like i feel like way out of place mm-hmm. and so then like we started like talking a little bit i'm too i'm on she didn't notice it because i asked her afterwards like it wasn't evident that was on such a different wavelength but i'm like um, this is like a very subtle thing, and I'm way too fucked up from the last two days to be like super... And I was like super worried that was going to be too intense and obviously like high and drunk or whatever.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. But anyway, but like we're, we start flirting and then... Okay, this is one of my questions, I guess, because here's like what happens to me is when I don't feel very... I feel a bit vulnerable. Sexually, I don't wanna use my penis at all. Mm-hmm. Like first, like first time with someone, especially if I feel a little bit intimidated. Mm. Especially in that situation, mm-hmm. like I'd rather go down for two hours or do some like do something than receive anything. I think I'm also like too. I'm a little bit nervous, but also like too afraid to be like a straight guy that just kind of like is like here like to fuck fuck you in a Mm -hmm. mediocre way and then go that i get like too conscious of that i mean i was also like a bit coked up and like coke dick as everyone knows is not the best dick to have anyways so it was like i think it was like a lot of factors but i had this so like i wonder like on your side like if you like how do you deal with because also like with With a dick, it's super obvious. But if you're a woman, it's, like, a lot of times, like, guys cannot tell. And then, like, how do you cope with... Or, like, do you feel always kind of, like, comfortable in a like, first interaction with someone? Or is it... Because for me, it's, like, super intimidating sometimes. And I would rather not have any sort of direct pleasure or anything just to facilitate a, a nice space where we both feel comfortable than just awkwardly fuck
1: <laughs> for yeah the- i know what you mean uh i don't know like i i usually i have a really easy time coming. Hmm. and i do like for me like a lot of times since i have a partner already like when i have sex like that's not with him it's a lot about having sex like for the fun of it. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like um, when we, me and my friends, usually like we enjoy having the orgies and we like to have threesomes <clears throat> and foursomes and stuff like that. Like that's for the fun of it. Right. Yeah. But I also do, like this week, I tend to go on sex rounds mm. where if I have sex one night, I can't stop. So I, I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I went to the the next day like yeah I want to keep on doing that so I was so tired from the night before yeah. but I was just like still like going over to this next person and I don't know what's your question
2: <laughs> like I, I, I guess to me because like I don't know I think there's I think that there's another question getting born through what you were yeah. saying I mean, my my thing is that like first time interactions with people, I'm sometimes very nervous. Not...
1: Oh yeah, I remember what you we're talking about. Yeah. No, like I honestly don't get super nervous with like. Uh, Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's a verb. Uh, but I don't. I don't get that but i think that has a lot to do with the fact that i have a partner like i'm poly right but i only have one partner right now but i'm very open to stuff but um i'm usually i'm right away as soon as i'm seeing someone i'm just telling them like just so you know like i have a i have a partner i have a boyfriend like so just so you know and then for like usually that sort of like cuts it off a little bit.
0: Yeah and facilitates. Which I like. Yeah, I have to actually, say yeah.
1: I have to say that I really enjoy it. Uh because I'm not looking for anything serious at all. So that also for me takes away the nervousness or everything. I, I
2: see that a lot.
1: I can just be like Yeah. Yeah. Just like I'm I'm in a relationship like uh I'm just here to fuck you and it's it's quite fun. Like is, yeah.
2: Like, no, I really get that. And I think, like, my nervousness is not, um, like, I'm not nervous about sex, or it's not, like, anymore, it's not even about, like, confidence. Like, I I feel so much more confident than I used to be in, in a very more subtle way. But I think it's just, like, because all of my friends are women and queer people, and I never hang out with straight people. Yeah. All I hear is their perspective on stuff, which I obviously appreciate. And that's why, like, i that's the only perspective I want to have, to be fair. But I think I've been developing a fear of not, of, like, i I never want to be the guy that someone has a bad experience with. Yeah. Sure, that yeah. it has become a little bit of like a subconscious fear where I would rather not like, like at this point, most sexual encounters I've like, I haven't thought of just like, like I don't even care about coming that much yeah. to an extent where it's just, it's, it's a consuming fear of being one of those guys that have been yeah. trying to kind of like escape, which I've never really been. But I had, like, I mean, when I was a teenager, I was a little bit of a, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's this weird nervousness where, like, I don't want to, I never want to be that guy, basically.
1: Yeah, I can really understand that. But I I think that, like, I don't know. I think that's, like, depending so much on what you're looking for, because, like, I don't know. I, I don't think that, I'm not saying that I think that you're looking for a relationship. Like yeah. if you're already in one where you're like sexually like very uh, happy, then yeah. people that there's this assumption like to me as a poly person like but like mama, like why aren't you like satisfied right you have this oh, yeah you have this big. person that like fulfills like because my boyfriend really does like it's amazing, like I'm very pleased but but then people have this assumption like and so why why do you want to see other people and i can tell you why i want to see other people like i want to see other people for the excitement and for the fun of meeting someone new in a sexual way so obvious extremely fun and like you know getting to know people in that way so then i like you know just thinking about that like don't be insecure about that because i think that just knowing like my go, i i'm not saying that everyone's poly and everyone has a boyfriend already but i'm just saying like you're not meeting the person to have your best calm of your life you're meeting the person for the excitement oh yeah and you're meeting the person for the thrill like for the adrenaline kick like it's very fucking fun to just like i know it is someone new and like you know talk like the talks are even more important Oh like, yeah, I think the, the, the
2: chemistry and the situation is always more interesting yeah. than the act. Yeah. To me, that's like, clear. I think the hottest like moment of that night for me, for example, yeah. was at some point we're like making out and cuddling,
0: yeah.
2: Mid like situations and like that, t- like those moments to me like turned me on more than anything else. Yeah. During that, I don't know. I just.
1: But can you think, Paris? Like. Uh, your best one night stand that only happened once yeah, and that will never happen again. Like, do you have one of those?
2: Yeah. I actually... This is also one of the things that we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Have you ever... If this is... Too, I think this is like a, a shallow thing that a lot of people kind of carry, but there's times where like when it's people that society is deemed gorgeous and i myself find them gorgeous and there's kind of like a meat of those two yeah i'm very nervous and then there's times where i hook up with people that there's been a couple of times where I've even hooked up with people that i don't find that attractive or i've hooked up with people that i find attractive but no one else really does that much where i feel so much more comfortable and it's a, uh, I i hate this realization Because it means that, like, my self-esteem is defined by what society deems as unattainable and what society deems as attainable, which is very sad to me. But the best one-night stands I've had were with people that I wasn't that interested in. Yeah. With, with, With people that I had, like, zero stakes in, so I could be, like, where I didn't care on the outcome at all. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I think, like, the best one I'd stand up had was the summer. I think it was the summer of, like, 2017. And I was working in an island for, like, four months. Bartender, like, in an island. So you spend your entire time there. You're alone. You just work for 12 hours a day. And then the rest, maybe you go for a swim. But that's it. Like, you do that mm, for months that on. That's amazing. It's, it can be amazing, but it's also very stressful because you're isolated none of your friends are there, you're stuck in an island, and you're working every day. So it kind of becomes...
1: Every day? Like, seven days a week? Yeah. Really? I mean,
2: at that island, I would get a day off a week because mm. it's not... Because it's very close to Athens, so people come in and, like, come in and out. But mm. when you work at an island deeper in the, like, oh, like sea, then you just work every day because there's no ability to go back and forth. So, like... Like, do you need three bartenders? Three bartenders work every day for four months. It's a lot, but so like I was there and then it's kind of like September. Now it's the end of the season. I've worked for like three or four months and you know the people in the island and everyone has a crush on someone. So there was like this girl that was flirting with me throughout the season and I wasn't that interested in. We hooked up, like we made out a couple of times, but that was the extent of it
1: because of that attraction do you think like you weren't super attracted i wasn't super attracted i was
2: like but it's like you've been stuck in that island for a long time so you anything that makes you excited you kind of follow through sometimes just to get that excitement because you feel stuck so it's kind of like the last three days that i'm on the island and i'm running the bar on my own at this point everyone has left and i'm like for a week the bar is mine The bosses have left, the bar... Like, it's just me. Yeah. And the people that work in the island. So it's, like, me and, like, 25 people that come every night. And we just, like, do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. So it's... Oh, no, no, it's just people passing through. I Uh felt like someone was coming in.
1: Me too. It sounded like it. It sounded so
2: fucking close. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, at this point, the bar is, like, I'm fucking running it. We're playing, like, crazy shit that's happening every night. Because it was, like, super chill throughout the entire season yeah. and then with 20 people from the island it's getting fucking like
0: people I can
1: it's so much fucking very fun. Much fun i would love to visit you there yeah
2: that is a very fun experience that mm. i always even though i'm i've shit on greece a lot the thing that i always talk about with people is that a summer in islands in the in greece yeah. it, it doesn't like there's nothing that can relate to that for me it's like such a unique experience it's so niche and fuck yeah. it's fucking amazing like it's it's I can amazing imagine. i can only imagine yeah
1: but so you had one of your night like a word like best one oh that stands. was best
2: one night stand ever like she was hooking up with another guy
1: but how yeah how did that happen like yeah
2: so like i was working
1: okay
2: playing techno at a place where they didn't play techno before that like playing techno <laughs> like, i really
1: like this music yeah. was this? Did like,
2: it? playing techno and everyone like <laughs> that was working in the like the most fucking, like hillbilly people like everyone's dancing to techno all of a sudden oh, nice. like playing yeah. like her sets like berlin her sets and just like making it underground all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's hooking up with another guy throughout the night and kind of like looking at me and just going like i'll go fuck this guy in the toilet and like i don't give a shit like it yeah. was like very like contentious and yeah and at some point like i close and the guy is waiting for her and he has like a motorcycle like to take her home whatever and she's like so like am i gonna come to your place or am i gonna go to his place I'm like i don't i don't care really whatever you want <laughs> and she's like what And am like i no, i really like i'm gonna go home if you want to come you can come but i'm not gonna yeah. like this is not a moment where i pursue you
1: but honestly i have to say that saying that is like the hottest thing you can ever yeah, say like she's the th- biggest like oh uh, like i don't even care How do you, like you can go to his you can go to mine like i love that because yeah that's the most like turd like pussy magnet you can ever have
2: but that's the thing that that is not something i can do the only reason i did that is because i actually felt like that yeah like that's not like i don't have game like that like nonchalant like that's not me it's just i actually didn't care that much so i actually like came out honest so then like he drops her off at her place and then she walks back to mine which is like a 15 minute walk and I'm just at my place playing music and being mm. like I,
0: mm-hmm.
2: she either shows up or not and I don't care at all and then she shows up and then I'm like okay I guess we fucked now but it was like re- like I didn't even I didn't even care which is very weird because I never like I've never been in those situations at all.
1: But but did you can I ask you like uh, because apparently it was a very good sex for you since you say that it's your good Yes. Uh, so did you in the after off- of it all like did you feel like you regret that you didn't or like did you feel something more no it indoctr- was it was just
2: beautiful the way it was because she like there was like so much energy of like i wanted to but i didn't really wanted to pursue mm. her or i didn't like at that point there was like enough like weird energy we're like okay now i want to and yeah. then she showed up and we basically had sex for like four hours and like i came four times which i don't like that's a a lot and she came like worded six times and like but that was like so intense. like that had never happened to me to that extent where it was like where did this fucking come from like an hour ago i didn't even care and now this is like the hottest thing that has ever happened to me it was like very Um, interesting experience
1: yeah. yeah i can really i think i had a similar experience I don't know, but... I, I, I don't, i'm not really sure when when we talk about like the best hookup but yeah because i feel like there is also a lot of them that i forgot about or like that i forgot
0: yeah so
1: like you can only pick up the recent ones right mm. there was this uh you know the just by the gas station, very close to here. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Dude, I, was I love the... how you're trying to like get a base around the <laughs> yeah. the school. Like, yeah, the studios upstairs. The studios by here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, I was at a you know Roxana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, they had their uh, release party me and we were there and then there was this uh, dude man that invited me up dude to man <laughs> Dude man, <laughs> he invited me up to his studios and i was just like not giving a shit about him yeah like honestly i just wanted to hear my music on his speakers like i was like ah, ah. okay like he was i yeah i have to say that he he was really hot irish yeah. but like irish like it does not really haven't been my thing but anyway like i wa i went up there we didn't do anything or anything but he kept texting me like oh mama like you know when are you gonna come around like what you- how is your day like blah blah and we match here and there like on the tinder and yeah. things like that uh, and then one night i think i was really drunk and i was just like yeah like i'll come up for a little bit but we didn't even fuck like we just like we just made out and i said that you know, like I have a boyfriend, I have to go to his house, which was actually true <laughs> uh but what I can regret from that for me though, that's why I ask you like afterwards, like I realized that I really, really like him because then there were the night where I was at a party, and I, and he was really hangover, and he just said, "You know, come when you ever come, come as you are like and I went over there and we were like. We didn't even have sex. We, like, we had a super nice time together. Yeah. And and in the morning, though, we had a lot of sex. <laughs> and I came super hard very many times. And, and he had a very nice penis. <laughs> <laughs> but this then... is becoming, like, I'm a... <sighs> <laughs> But, but anyway, it's, like, you know, he was, like, for me, like, in a way, like, one of the best like hookups because for me I can think that I've had many hookups that made me come like better or harder or hotter Uh, but but it was just something about the whole thing that's the thing it's always I think where I, uh, sorry, we're just like this girl that you're talking about like uh, where I was just like not attracted like or just like not interested and then we had sex and I got really interested after
2: yeah I mean Yeah. yeah of course I don't know, like, I don't, honestly, for, I don't have that much social sex drive. Like, I have a little physical sex drive, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't like the situations that it puts me that much. Like, I never want to be, feel desperate or try too much. Like, I hate, I hate myself and generally, like, men trying to have sex. That is my least... Favorite thing on earth, so I don't. I really like. I've said, like, there's been so many situations that I could have had sex that I didn't, and it's not that I didn't want to. It's like so many times I just don't want to be in those situations. And even though I have a strong sex drive, and I'll probably masturbate to that later. What? What
1: sign are you?
2: What? We're both. oh my scorpio god yes
1: here. yeah we talked about this we, before yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're a scorpio sweetie yeah i'm a scorpio too and i actually asked my my partner i was like because we were talking about like sexual experiences yeah. and stuff uh, and i was like do you think that you know the sex drive and you know however good do you think that it has anything to do with the fact that i'm a scorpio it's like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, babe. You're like, yeah. sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in star signs, but honestly, every Scorpio I've ever met and including my like we're all fucking
0: yeah.
2: very like sexually forward and very like like the sex drive is intense. Yeah. But at the same time, I I haven't followed through with it that much. Um mm-hmm. I cuz also like I I like There's certain like sexual situations where I feel comfortable. And those I can't get enough of, like if I'm in a place where I'm like super comfortable i'll like I'm fucking on it, but there's so many situations that I don't feel like pursuing or i I don't know it's 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 a weird thing where mm-hmm. i'll like so many times I've just not engaged with opportunities and situations just because I didn't want to go down that road for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think I can understand like some it doesn't for like for me it's like a big part of like who I am. Like I'm always having sex. Yeah. And and sometimes I'm not and then it's just like I like find myself like for example like yesterday like I came home uh after the party and I was with somebody like, I like I can't come when I'm. Yeah, it's impossible for yeah. me. It's like I get the like I can really come whenever, but I get sort of the speed or the cocaine boner like. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, but I I just like I wanna I li- really like enjoy seeing other people like another person come. And I want—I really want the person to tell me when they're gonna come. It's really yeah. important for me. If someone like have sex with me and they're not telling me and they just come, like that's really—it's very important. But anyways, like, yeah, I think that it's the sex drive. It doesn't even like sometimes it's not even uh, uh, <laughs> like important for the actual coming part. It's more like.
2: The, yeah the situation the situation I'm, I'm the same the, I'm the same I don't like I'm the connection. honestly me coming is a thing that I've kind of gone past in sex where I don't that's like the least of my worries yeah the, I think that to me it's all about like chemistry and people there's certain people that I feel so connected and comfortable with yeah that I like we can I don't know both come like multiple times and it's the easiest thing. But if that's not there, that's the least of my worries. Like, like I I don't know. Like, there's so much to me. Like ninety percent of it is chemistry, body language, situations, like eroticism, touch, like all all those things. When you're ninety percent, and then ten percent is. getting trapped actually especially if you're a guy like male orgasms are the most boring thing ever Mm. there's i mean i've had like some orgasms where i'm like fucking shaking and like spasming which is super nice and like that's a a, like really cool thing to get into but besides those the the rest is kind of like who gives a fuck at the end of the day
1: yeah, but it seems like, yeah, when it, whenever I sleep with men, like, that it's like that a little bit, and that it's just like, you know, I'm gonna come. <sighs> yeah, and then that's it. it's done. That's it, that's it. And then that's it. For me, it's more it's like, like you know. It's share, like a painful shit, where it's like for a second, yeah, they're, eh. Okay. Yeah, you can like you can see sort of like something boiling over, like if you cook pasta with a with a lid on, right? Like and it's boiling over. It's like
0: yeah, that's
1: and it's boiling over. It's like and then you don't hear it for a while because like whatever reason you have your headphones on, uh. But uh, like every reason, like that's for me how an orgasm is. Like, isn't it? Isn't it
0: weird? One minute, two. Yeah, like, two, isn't it? It can weird? be
1: like really how
2: much guys just want to come and how yeah. unimpressive it is when they do yeah like for for the straight guys like wanting to come you would expect that the orgasm is like a fucking like i don't know like a tsunami volcano erupting yeah fucking earthquake and at the end of the day, it's just like
0: uh, it's like, like oh, i'm
2: going go. was that uh, it uh, like <laughs> Is this what you've yeah, been fucking, like, like going like, crazy
1: for? Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense.
1: No, 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 I don't think so either. I don't know, like, I think that maybe, yeah, I think it is a lot different, like, depending on different. what general, like, genital you have, yeah. right? Like, I think it is either, like, but maybe, I haven't never had a penis, but I can imagine, like, that it might be a little bit more the build-up, for me, at least, like I, I, can feel like it's not the build up; it's just the cum that I want.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, especially if I'm fucking around, like just like being with a like you know unknown person that I don't even you know care about. Like it's just for me about the cum. Yeah. So it's just like building up. What I will I say do...
2: in defense of men is that because erections, we're psychologically built to deal with all of them. We just diffuse them instantly Uh where it's like that whole like blue balls expression where actually if you get like a hard erection during like a situation it's very difficult to learn how to not address it Mm -hmm. because it feels like very urgent it's like someone knocking on your door like you come on it's like
1: when you have this like itch on your back and you have to itch it and it's like oh my god that's the stuff but it lasts only for like (laughs) that's so short sort of thing Honey, I to tell you that I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. Yeah, pee. Can I pee? Can we have a pee break?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. pee break. Yeah, okay. pee, pee break. break. And then we oh, do the last. Pee this is gonna be like a like a Lego <laughs> thing that I'm gonna have to cons- like. <laughs> You're gonna. I'm-, have to- <laughs> I'm gonna have to build. All right, bitches. Then we're back da. from the break. This is uh, this has been a, another chaotic lazy eye podcast as as we like it oh, as man. always. Um <laughs> me and Malva just getting drunk from our hangovers.
1: We just this <laughs> Recovered, is yeah, like the this, word more <laughs> We're recovering. <laughs> yes,
2: this is this is what we do with our hangovers. We just create a new drunk day out of them. Um okay, what are we talking about? We're talking about
0: we're,
1: we're talking about like hookups <laughs> and like how the, the men we coming
2: and yeah, okay.
1: How we feel comfortable slash non-comfortable right. with hookups.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's okay, let's shift this to I've I, I had like I wrote one question that Sunday. Yeah. I
1: wanna hear it.
2: Yeah, so we were like talk. me and Malu were like talking. I think it was like ten hours in that party. <laughs> so we're like both kind of like drunk and like overstimulated by the things happening around us. And we're talking about what we're gonna say during the podcast. And uh okay. So you told me a story that I don't necessarily like wanna put you on the spot or like make you elaborate. But you told me like a story about your childhood and how kind of you grew up. And so I, I wrote this question that to me is a very interesting approach on life, which is do you think that like growing up, like being exposed around like addiction and being exposed around like a lot of like adults and adult behavior and overstimulated as a kid makes you more I guess okay fuck let me yeah because I, I read the questions it, really. I wrote it down in a okay yeah like yeah and like ex- like extreme like adult behaviors if that makes you like more mature around it uh than never being exposed to it or makes you like more vulnerable to it because i have like i i have a a way more like dialed down version of that that happened to me but i also like grew up around adults and like a very different experience than kids my age and my environment and i always have this kind of belief that in my experience it makes you way more mature and stronger around those things but i've also seen the seen the flip side of it where people just become victims to it
0: Mm. so
2: i'm wondering like how you perceive that and how you like handle that
1: i would say that the both things that you're saying is true like i perceive that as being very vulnerable to it like older people like i don't know doing stuff around me uh, or like even like close like relatives like doing stuff around me that makes me feel very worried and vulnerable and like unsafe in a way yeah. at the same time i also can feel very much like belonging and that um yeah it was the other thing you were saying like just yeah. like and i don't know like it's it's very very special and it's also very hard to talk about like i i really appreciate that you like do it like delicately but i'm not afraid to talk about it either but definitely like i grew i did grow up with a mom that um uh, was not around because of drugs like that put some sort of trace in me like and i'm very 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 grateful like because she came back like so she's like like a lot of people like that have parents that that was in drugs they died right yeah. like all my like my mom's friends like from the from her times they died all of them like either killed themselves or took overdoses so like if like everybody pretty much killed themselves with drugs or without but uh i'm very grateful that she because i think a lot because of me like you know she came back and it's it's very it's very beautiful and we have a really good uh, connection today but i think that it's some part like that some part of her behavior that makes me feel like i'm much more chill with stuff mm. but another part that makes me feel like that i'm much more like uncomfortable around it too like i don't know like it's um it's very very hard honestly and I do really, um, I do really appreciate what happened to me, though. I'm not like, I wouldn't take it back, like, yeah. because she's alive and she's in my life. And I know that she was like, close to dying a couple of times and like that. I'm, I'm really, really grateful just for her being alive and being in my life right now. But I don't know, like, it's, can you agree upon that? Like,
2: yeah, I thought, you, I thought yeah, I mean, I don't have that direct of an experience through it like um like I cannot I can relate to it, but from a distance of like understanding yeah. the 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 slight balances of what impact that can have on you mm. where like ten percent this way and your life is completely different and ten percent this way, and your life is completely different, yeah, sure. where it's like it's so subtle, but <laughs> Yeah, there's something about it, like, what I can relate to is, like, there's times where I feel like nothing can penetrate me because all my experience as a kid came from people that went through fucking, like, shit in their lives. Yeah. So I feel always like I have an armor because of that. But at the same time, I feel so vulnerable to me diving into that behavior just because I've normalized it in my head of, like, me not coping with an emotional imbalance and me trying to find a way out of things can so easily be traced back to so many behaviors i've seen throughout my childhood Mm. that i can justify in my head
1: yeah but i think always like everything is like like we talked about before like everything can always be traced back to something yeah but like i think like being around people that's very abusive towards themselves whether, whether it's like drugs or like you know sexually or like yeah. uh, they're drinking alcohol whatever like I think that you really really if you be around that as a kid like I think that you drag so much from that it's e- even though you want it or not yeah. like I just like I have for me for example like I have this ghost in my head uh, which just says like you know, like, don't don't go too far. Like, yeah, don't, don't lose to, it, yeah. my wow. Like, and I'm I'm not. Like, I'm not losing it. But I, it 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 is a little bit scary. Yeah, I think
2: also. I think you build a defense mechanism in your head where it just I don't know. Like, I, I think the reason why I never got into drugs that much is because, like. I drink a lot of alcohol, I smoke a little cigarette. It's like I'm very easily addicted to behaviors and situations. Yeah. Drugs never. I think mostly just because I saw so many fucking coke heads and like and like people that like were family friends offering me coke when I was 15 to the point where I'm like, okay, I never want to be that. I don't care how good it is, I, I will experience it, but I will never be that.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think
2: that's like um I think people that are exposed to things tend to build a better understanding of it yeah, early I think so.
1: at least yeah earlier than yeah. other people i think everyone like builds an understanding for it but not as early as we that have a close one that yeah. is like is using and it's it's very hard to cope with and it's like a lot of feelings of like um why like why would you pick this over me for example which i've had to like deal with so much but like i think that honestly like i can also like getting older myself i can also understand it so much more and i think that i'm just like i'm understanding everything that my mom she i mean she got me when she was 17 like she was really young and i i honestly think i can't say like you know like why did you get me because this is my life like i'm very happy that i exist Mm -hmm. honestly of course but uh but she also got sort of forced into like having me by my dad and his relatives and like i can really like understand her point of view in that i did an abortion once and like that wasn't too fun and like i can only see like if someone pushed me like really hard yeah maybe i would kept the baby i didn't want to have a baby i was also 17 the same age as she was when she kept me so i can really see and understand how how like my life is resonating with hers and like yeah. how that how she got sort of like forced into like keeping me which you know i know that she's happy about it now but it's like i'm happy about it too and which makes it into such a like weird perspective right because like here i am yes. and like an abortion away like i wouldn't be sitting here yeah but also maybe like i did and i'm very happy <laughs> and you shouldn't also look like for I, I really really think that like abortions are just like you know please like just look at it the way they want to like they don't don't have to be a thing like it's it doesn't have to be a thing for you or anyone else yeah. like it's definitely up to you yeah of course you can just also see it like when i did it like i was just like okay it happened
2: it happens and how i have to deal with just touching me
1: like how do you feel and i was just like it's okay it's yeah. just like it's a day after pill or like whatever like yeah like, i'm just trying to
2: save my like yeah yeah so it's... it doesn't
1: have to be such a big thing but i don't know i'm very grateful that i'm on the earth but i also think that maybe that's what got me on my mom like into her bad like she would shouldn't have had a baby yeah and she did and she was 17 it's very young right it is yeah we're both of us are older than that so. oh yeah
2: <laughs> my mom had me at this exact age that i am now yeah also yeah. kind of accidental she was like in a in a different place obviously but i don't know to me the reason i kind of want to ask this question it's like i know these are like things that are not for everyone at least like that easy to talk about mm. but at the same time i feel like people that have
1: That's
2: fine. this way more like nuanced perspective on life have a. I t- I tend to feel like they have a better understanding of how special some things are like there tends to be i don't know like you meet people where they're like yeah my parents got married they had a kid i went to this school i went to this college and now i'm working there and you feel like okay do you stop at some point and yeah. be like fucking amazing that i'm here or just appreciate like small more like it all feels just like it's a algorithm running yeah. and i feel like people that go through interesting situations from traumatic to just unique because i wouldn't say that my situation was traumatic my situation was just unique in the place that i was growing up
0: yeah
2: there was trauma in there but it was never like i had a beautiful upbringing considering all things but i do feel like having i don't know like
1: yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying yeah
2: it just creates a deeper understanding of like the circumstances that brought you here and Mm -hmm. how unique this shit is
1: and also how much you take like how much you actually take your life for granted or not for granted like sounds super cheesy though but it's like it I think is, that but it's, it's like, also yeah it's also true, true. yeah it's also, <laughs> it also is and i think just about the school like we talked about before yeah like uh some people come here their parents they are you know a little bit older they didn't get yeah. them when they were like you know drunk in the party and when they were 17 and they didn't have you know drug parents or anything Their parents are stable they pay for their education they come to dbs the school like and but and they are just like not i don't know if you don't get like if you don't if you don't get them um like um, if you don't have to face any struggles i feel like that just makes you grow old like um later in life yeah. Like, if you have to face struggles, you're gonna go earlier, and if you don't have to, then maybe you're gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" Like, life is tough when 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 you are thirty and you get a baby or whatever. Like,
2: yeah, there's definitely a
1: very big. I feel like, and that's what makes the age lap Yeah. Like some people can be twenty-two and they can feel like they're fifteen, but some people can be twenty-two and they can feel like they're thirty-five. Like. Yeah. yeah yeah no i think
2: yeah yeah it's very fascinating how like what big of a distance like exists between certain people with just different upbringing and different yeah. parameters and situations and why they're here I, I i don't it always fascinates me because i there's so many people that you meet they're like oh they're like a really cool person and then you like there's such a big distance though from my understanding of how grateful i am to be in this place right now there's like the energy is so different just yeah. because everything for you is just like a granted journey and for me this is like like i can't even believe i'm here and i've been here for two years and i still can't believe i'm here mm. so it's i don't know there's I, f- I find that very interesting just
1: as a yeah and how you can like get to know somebody and they seem super cool and nice Mm. and great and like you'd like click on so many levels but on that i'm not saying that all of my friends has to have gone through anything for them to be able to be of course but in a way like it can be like where you reach a certain point where you're just like okay like you're super fun and nice but like what is your perspective of the world like yeah i don't know like it can just be like some people just don't have that realization of like uh difficulties yet which is like totally understandable and it's super nice for them but i just feel like sometimes i cannot relate to those people this
2: is yeah and it's not coming from like i don't want every conversation to have deep complexity yeah but i want even when i'm joking even when we're like talking about fucking i don't know having diarrhea i want people who understand new ones <laughs> they can joke but yeah. also like And that it comes down to like the reason why all my friends are women and queer people is not because it's a choice, it's because those are like demographics of people that can actually understand nuance in culture, life, and experience and go through like every floor of this school and talk to every guy. And most of them have the most linear and boring and non nuanced perception of what life and art and sexes and yeah. pleasure and pain it's yeah. ju- it just falls flat to me it just feels like i'm talking to like a like a a counselor at a at a camp or something yeah, it's
1: very removed mm-hmm. it just makes me like right away i just like glaze onto my where i wrote my things down that i want to talk about i haven't talked about many of them and i don't think that i will but okay. i just my eye just flashed down to a point that I wrote. Okay, funny. let's let's. Uh, a fake orgasms, which Ooh. you what what are you just talking about, like made me think about that, because fake orgasms is just also like resonating a lot with what we're talking about. I think.
2: It yeah it and is. And I
1: wanted to ask you, have you faked it?
2: Um, I haven't faked uh i think i faked an orgasm like once but i, f- I faked
1: it's a lot harder though if you're penis yeah, right yeah. because then especially if you wear a condom like you take it off and you're like but you didn't come like you yeah. see it very clearly. yeah but it's
2: easier with a condom actually because you okay. pretend to come and then you just chuck the condom but if you're not wearing a condom then you need to come somewhere on somewhere so it's impossible to fake it But when you're wearing a condom, you can just pretend you come and then chuck the condom. I've done that once. I've faked pleasure like three or four or five times where I'm not feeling it. I'm also wearing a condom, so it just feels like nothing. I'm drunk. I'm not into it. So I just fake a little bit of like pleasure, which is very weird. Yeah.
1: But can but don't you think also that I can sort of turn you on like to a fake pleasure? Like I think that like sometimes well maybe I'm not feeling it fully, but if I'm faking that I'm extremely into it, I might I might, I get, might into get it very into it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I relate to that. Yeah. I think I think if like I think with men it's very different. It's very much not neat because men anyway tend to be like very silent even if they're enjoying it. It's kinda like yeah. not a lot of interaction there a lot of times but i feel like the couple of times that i've done it it was like i knew that there, this was going nowhere so i'm like as long as i'm hard so it seems like i'm enjoying it i might as well pretend that i am enjoying it but yeah. it, in reality it was just like um but i really you really like i really had yeah it doesn't really happen yeah like it's not an it's not the like the same with like a female orgasm where a lot of times you can have to fake it and it's like a guy and like
1: yeah but i i do i do really come super easily like I, i come i can come like you know five times during a sex usually but if as soon as i have like a little bit to drink that stops like i can't yeah. come at all and i know that i'm not like it's not doesn't even matter like how hard you try yeah i'm just i just know if i had more than three beers like you're not going to be able to make me come yeah, yeah, yeah but i still think that it can be something hot with faking in it i think like for example like i had like a threesome with two dudes which i never thought i would but like i did and yeah. like that was super hot but i was really high and like Mm-hmm. Uh, and then i just like i sort of like were faking, my pleasure but it was also n- not because like the Enjoying theatrical the moment just yeah. not
2: feeling it as much yeah yeah
1: the theatrical thing of like doing it is also making you like you right know, get it, get into it so much more and like i'm all i'm always gonna m- remember like that, that
2: makes interaction sense. like how does that f- like is it because i would imagine it would be hard to get to that place where like two dudes and feel like mm. super like good with it it feels a little bit all, at all times a little bit like um
1: yeah right like intent. i have i've never like i only had threesomes or foursomes with with girls yeah. pretty much um but i i did have it at the one time and it was only with two people that i'm really really comfortable with That's like good, both yeah. was actually in my last class here
2: nice that's yeah yeah, that's great then because yeah i think you kind of need that right you need a little bit of more uh like (laughs) being more comfortable with them a little bit more like knowing that you still have control over this
1: yeah i did yeah for sure but we also yeah and we also did some stuff together nice to make it feel a little bit more relaxed i don't know but it was really fun and i'm I'm never gonna i don't want to take that back even though i was not coming like yeah i was still really much you know like enjoying that so i think that the faking theatrical thing
2: yeah it's not always bad i i relate mm. to that i understand that yeah, yeah i'm sense. sorry
1: i'm getting a little bit sleepy
0: <laughs> okay
2: we're gonna end this podcast on uh the theatricality of not coming um I, feel- I don't even know what has happened on this episode <laughs> It was so much fun Uh talking to me, again. Sweetheart um, So We're yeah, gonna- the podcast in one way or another is going to exist um, I don't know how it's going to look I don't know if it's going to be one hour or four uh, I don't know the, what the structure is going to be I don't know if you enjoyed it or it was a fucking For us it was wonderful And that's all that matters um, Yes so yeah, I don't even know what day it is because we have the Dumb Bitch Disease uh disease podcast coming this coming out this Tuesday this week. So I don't even know when this podcast is out. We're gonna figure that out.
1: I was suggesting Sundays because it's the best day of the week.
2: I think Sunday will be would be a great day. I for think Sunday, Sunday would be a great day. Maybe that's a <laughs> new day for the Lazy Air podcast. That would be fun. Yes. Fuck yeah. So we're going to figure that out. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have, like, the next No Boundaries and Lazy Eye podcast is going to be a little bit more um, concrete. The last, like, three episodes of all the podcasts have been very drunk and weird and interesting, for us at least. Um, So yeah, anyway, thank you for listening, uh, watching, and whatever yeah, I whatever.
1: i think that now we're gonna go double on my bike to the yes, gas we're... station yes and... to
2: get some beers because we're fucking going on <laughs> this journey we're, we're gonna make an
1: intro for you paris
2: oh fuck yeah that okay. you might hear that you might hear on the beginning of this podcast <laughs> if you hear something in the beginning of this podcast it was made now
1: yeah. So, yeah just now
2: just now fresh out of the oven um okay we gotta fucking end this i don't i have no idea thanks uh, for
1: having me though i thank hope you for that coming. yeah i hope that it was uh it was oh, enjoyable s- always honey uh, but i had a really good day yeah. News,
2: really. Okay. Uh <laughs> keep it loose and lazy as always. Uh thank you for listening. Uh we're on the Instagrams, Facebooks, YouTube's, uh all the channels. Subscribe, send us an email, send us a dick pic, text us. Uh, we're, us yeah, yeah we're always here for you for any question around <laughs> uh faking female orgasms or uh <laughs> anal prolapses, whatever you might want to engage on. Uh we're here. Alright, that was it from All the right. Lazy Air Podcast. Yes.
1: Good night. Have fun. Hello. What,
0: what are a timing. Did are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, because I was like, I need to get you guys now. You've been there uh, for so long. Uh, 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 so you were actually oh my god, you've been here like four hours.
1: Oh my god. I don't even yes, know why. Like honestly, I what have I've done, <laughs> Like,
0: done. I did like a quick